Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Ah! Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, and what are your hosts, Scott Herzog? And good evening, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And I am Dave Sellers. And uh, it is a guy's night again, Chrissy's, uh, Chrissy, uh, <laughs> Lord help us, Um uh, but uh, Chrissy is, of course, doing shelter, and Em is getting ready to leave for her Joko cruise, and so uh, she has some uh, packing she needs to do, and uh, so we are sans Em, but, but it's great to be here with you, Dave, and Miles, I spent way too much time with you this week. <laughs> Feelings mutual, Scott. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry I couldn't make it to be a buffer there. For yeah. you. <laughs> By the way, the comment from Dave Sellers today that I love was uh, he saw me, he goes, you know, when uh, that picture you put up of you and Miles going to short, uh, Farpoint, I mean, all you had to do was throw in some gang signs and you looked like you were ready to, like, let her rip. <laughs> like a 90s rap album cover. Yeah, right 90s is Miles and Scott. And that, that's our next endeavor, Miles. 90s rap album. Uh, I thought it was more, you know, a Blues Brothers uh, uh, would, would be more appropriate. Uh, maybe more appropriate, yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Um, yeah, so the story, and you'll hear the I'm going to tell it here too, but the uh, story that uh, Miles and I shared on stage, we were, uh, so they gave us, Dave, you got to know this. So, um, so first, they gave the Sci Fi Diner podcast the main, the main room. Okay. Like all the main room. Oh no! So like, like that's great and all, but like we don't have like uh, you know we do this because we love it. We don't have like this huge crazy following that's like chanting, right? Um, so and, and why not? Your fans need to get on that. I know, right? <laughs> so uh, we have a lot of fun doing this, and we have some loyal fans, and we had some loyal fans there, but but you know. We have, we have enough loyal fans that would probably fill up like one of the salons, one of the small mm-hmm. rooms. Like that would have been good for us, right? But not the whatever. So um, they put us in this room, and it's these nice. We had these, Miles and I had these nice chairs sitting up on stage, um, and we recorded it. I'll I'll, sh- I'll share the video with you sometime. Um, but it was they recorded it right, and uh, we had a Miles and I had a very nice conversation, didn't we, Miles? We did. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll share that with you. And it was a lot of different things that we talked about. Um, uh, but one of the stories I shared, Dave, and I'll share it with you, is we are on our way down to Farpoint, which is how this all started. And Miles and I were talking. And he's like, and I said, you know, uh, Sally Kellerman died. It was Sally, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So Sally Kellerman I'm died. Yeah, from yeah, and from the uh, you know from the first episode of Star Trek, and we had had a chance. Um, Miles and I, it was like our second, it was like our third shore leave, 2011. We had a chance to sit down with Sally Kellerman and Gary Lockwood, all who were part of that first Star Trek episode, nice. um, and his chat. And we said, 
you know what we should do is we should share that interview again because, you know, it's timely, you know, whatever. So I go to log on the uh, sci-fi uh, diner site to find it. And lo and behold, it takes me to a site selling Viagra, which, you know, again? maybe. Well, so I have had some issues with GoDaddy. They upgraded yeah. our server, right? Supposed to be more secure. Well, so we're going back and I still haven't. 100% solved it. But I thought, here's the irony. We're going to a convention as press to uh, represent the Sci-Fi Diner, which is a podcast show, you know, where people can access our podcast mainly through our websites. And uh, lo and behold, we are making people very happy through our website. That's all I'm saying. And um, and it was <laughs> yeah, so it was quite funny. Uh, I'm still working on it by the way. It's still down, but that's the way it is but it was kind of a funny thing you know here we are at press and don't go to that website um but uh, oh boy yeah that is the way it is but we had a good time miles and i had a very good time it was a very much a working it felt like a working con for us uh, i would agree with that yeah we were some sometimes we only had like one or two interviews but we did i think just mine alone uh we got eight interviews eight interviews or recordings and then miles got how many did you get sunday your two panels so, and then Maisie sellers yeah i got those yeah so I, I had three uh three things i was involved in yeah so we have uh tons of material busy boy all right yeah <laughs> sounds good so. how was the uh how was the vendor room was it sold out packed as far as space go uh, how would you answer that miles well, to be, I mean, we'll get more to this, but the con was probably a little more lightly attended. There are still people concerned about COVID and, and they only allowed a certain amount of people in on Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't see all the vending um, booths that I've seen in past years at uh, Farpoint. Okay. Um, and there are some familiar ones, but there was... Uh, there was one that was conspicuously absent that, that I recognized this one vendor would sell lots of um, uh, action figures from different, you know, Star Trek yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and toys from, from those uh, the swords people were absent too. They didn't have the swords that they typically do. Yeah. And there was a, there was another, there was a, a jewelry um, vendor um, that uh wasn't there also so there was less less vendors than 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 last time around right and okay. it's, it's it's hard for me to like i get these mixed up the vendors room between shoreleave and farpoint because they took half the vendors room that are typically at farpoint like shoreleave typically takes that entire space but yeah. what farpoint does is half of that becomes like the art show or the silent auction and uh, so there yeah. were a lot of vendors there um and but I did hear the vendors talking that that people just weren't buying. And right. I think in part, you have half the people attending because it's capped at 50, right, or 50%. And, and then you have you, – you couple that with the fact that I think people are a little bit more concerned with um, finances, maybe a little bit more, although I certainly uh, helped them out or helped Zahn out at least. Um, and, uh, you know – yeah, I mean, 
all of our all of our known authors were vacant. Like the authors that we interviewed were legitimately new authors that Miles and I had never heard of before. Oh wow! With the, with the exception of Zahn. Yeah. Um, uh, and we had some neat conversations that came out of that that we're looking forward to sharing with you. Then I mean, I don't know you, Miles, but there was a lot more than other years. I saw a lot more African Americans authors there, kind of representing um, that in the uh, sci-fi community. And we didn't—I don't recall seeing that many African American authors that we saw this year. It was nice. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, there was definitely some new new. African-American authors um, promoting their books um, and maybe I don't, that, that I've seen in past years. Yeah. So that, that, that's a good thing. Um, it was. Yeah. And, and uh, we, you know, Scott and I got a chance to talk to a couple of them yeah. and we, we had some nice conversations with them. The, the one there though, could have totally kicked us up the street and back. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. This, this gentleman was a, um, well, you, you don't want to say a full, Former Marine, once a Marine, always a Marine. But um, you know, th- this gentleman served in the Marines. He's probably six foot four, six foot five, and uh, he still works out. And yeah, uh, he's ripped. Like his chest is like. So you know, you know, um, Patrick Eichelberger. Yeah, oh, yeah, him, but like two feet taller. Yeah, nice. that's it. Like so, like that chest, like yeah, that sort of thing. Like yeah, tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah tiny. You got it. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but we, but again, Zahn gave us a great interview. Don't you feel miles? Absolutely. He, we, you know, we caught him a good time. I think we were first, you know, first one at his table that day. It was our and first interview. We said, Hey, you want to do it? There's our Harley one here. And, and we did it. And it was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, wait to hear that one. Yeah. So that, that it was, it was great. Um, and then, uh, as I mentioned, we interviewed Mara Jade. That was a surprise. I was telling Dave that was a surprise for me because you had mentioned there was a model. I'm like, oh, great. There's a lady that modeled. But for some reason, I didn't put two and two together. She was the model for Luke's wife, Mara Jade, right? I, I just didn't put two. So when you started speaking in the interview, Miles, and you mentioned this, I'm like, oh, this is who this is. Suddenly, <laughs> my heart starts racing a little bit. My palms start sweating a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, so, oh, oh. Um, and God bless her heart, you know, you know, dealing with, I believe, cancer that she's kind of dealing with right now. And uh, mm. who knows how many more cons we'll get to see. But she's sitting there right beside Zahn's table, and it was absolutely fabulous. That's perfect. I mean, Zahn created the character, and so that opened the opportunity for her to um – and boy, did she yep. bring him to life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dave's like, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, lo- lovely woman. I mean, it's been 20 years since she did it, but she, I think she's still a lovely woman. Um, she is. And, um, you know, she's very enthusiastic. I think she was happy to be there. I think I think her her convention appearances is probably winding down. Um, but, uh, no, we, we, we had a very nice nice time talking with her. Yeah. Um, so Star Star Wars got a lot of uh, Star Wars got a lot of representation at this convention. Yeah, with Sam Witwer and them too. Then it was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, Sam Witwer and, and uh, 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 Maisie Richardson Sellers. I mean, she was in the Force uh, Awakens, um, yeah. and then you know uh, Timothy Zahn, and then you had uh, um, Sharon McRandall. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, Star Star Wars Star Wars uh, got a lot of love that, that this past weekend. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed it. No, hey, you got to do what you got to do. And, you, you know, it's it was one of those things what, so I went up there. I actually picked up, I showed you the three books that I was holding in front of Zahn. He signed for me and I bought. So, um, yeah. so it's. Uh, Have you read them yet? You so I read, read the yet. first one. Okay. I listened to the first one audible and then I never got to the other two. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I was, that. I was happy to do that and, uh, and, and have him, uh, <laughs> sign. So it's good. I didn't realize he's 70 years old. It's on. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. He looks good for a 70 year old man, but yeah. Yeah. yeah he does. So well, he's got plenty of, plenty of right and left in him. Yeah, hopefully. I'm just waiting for him to bring Mara Jade back. Ah, uh, you think we'll ever get that? You think they'll ever canonize Luke's wife? You, you know, if if they scrap the JJ Star Wars movies and just start again, well, they're bringing Thrawn in, right? So Thrawn it's not. In. I mean, wasn't Mara Jade kind of a, a you know like apprentice to Thrawn in, in some way early on? Is that the uh, way I remember? She was the, no, she was the Emperor's hand, right? Yeah. That's right, and then. Ended up working around Thrawn, I think, but not for Thrawn. Right. And then the, Emperor, the Emperor's yeah. hand. There you go. Emperor's hand. Yeah, she started out trying to kill Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the way best relationships most. start, right there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, we'll petition uh, Favreau and Feige and get them to. Hey, the guys, they, do this they, right. They, they honored the Boba Fett. Um, the Boba Fett backstory with me crawling out of the Sarlacc pit, and it's quite <laughs> yeah. possible, quite possible that we will get Samara down the line. Be, Probably won't be, be her though. Nah, but still, character. The character is. I mean, that was. But whenever she appeared in a book, my that was just a good moment. Good moment. Well, it seems somebody's listening to you know. Hey, this this Timothy Zahn guy, he's got some good ideas. Um, you know, he, you know, maybe maybe we should utilize them. Like having Grand Admiral Thrawn. Maybe there's you know some other untapped resources uh, yeah. that that he that 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 we can use of his. So, yep. you know, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, season. Yeah, that was a con. I mean, there were again very few familiar faces. Um, as far as people that we knew that were attending the con, we ran really? in Neil, Neil listens to the podcast and we talked to him a little bit. Um, I did see Betsy for, for a bit. I did yeah. a panel with her. Oh yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. I didn't see her at all. And I didn't see Schilling. Schilling often comes Saturday and he didn't come. So, and uh, we, we, we saw Steven Wilson. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. He's kind of running the con. So, yes, yeah, so of course. Um, but yeah, there there was a lot of lot of you know a lot, lot of the old familiar faces that we, we typically see at Farpoint uh, weren't there this year, and I, and I was saddened by that. That's one thing I look forward to going to con is uh, reconnecting with uh, people, um, and uh, I understand you know it's it's going to take a little time. It will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see what happens with short leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they lost Jewel State. Did they? They did, but they did uh, put they on a river, a, right? They have river. Oh, so Summer Glau. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Dave, what's going on in uh, your sci-fi world? You heard of what's going on in Miles and I. We're just uh, geeking out at some um, point. Not really too much. I mean, we just finished. Well, I finished Book of Boba Fett. I got my wife to finally finish watching Book of Boba Fett. We did that yesterday. And what did she think of it? Uh, she was. It paid off for her when Mando and and Grogu came into the picture. I'm like, see, I told you. Yeah. Pays off here. Yeah. Um, finished Discovery. Just watched the last episode that aired today. Is, is, there, another, is there another one yet? Is that, or is that the season finale? Uh, I, I, I think there's one this Thursday, but Picard also comes. Yes, it does. That's this so week, I, right? Yes. This week. Yeah. At long last. And I'm telling you, if you guys follow Doug Drexler on Facebook, if you don't follow Doug Drexler on Facebook, the dude has been hyping up this season of Picard like crazy. And I don't know. He seems to be a legit cool guy. We talked to him here before. He's certainly in the hierarchy of Trek deities as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, I, I'm re- just judging by what he's been saying and, and the hype of that it's alone is enough to get me really, really pumped for that. So that's going to be, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, really outside of that stuff, my sci-fi world has not been too active since we talked last. What are, what are you reading? Are you reading anything sci-fi? Sci-fi right now? No. I mean, I'm working on the first Coda book, but I had another book that dropped that I kind of uh, uh, jumped the head of that in the queue right now because I wasn't that far ahead in, in the, into it. Um, but once I finish this one, it'll be back to it. Another non-sci-fi book. What's that? I was going to ask you what you thought of Coda so far. Yeah, I haven't gotten too far into it. Um, I'm still at the, the beginning where... Uh, the uh, Guardian, when the Wesley's with the Guardian, I haven't gotten, I don't think I've gotten past that part yet. Okay. That's all I remembered. I mean, cause I'm, I'm very beginning. Um, I'll get back to that here shortly when I finish this other book. Um, that's been about it. I mean, I watched, I watched that show Reacher on Amazon Prime. And what do you think of Reacher? So far, I am loving it. Now that's based on like the Jack Reacher stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's 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 golden, but um, not Tom Cruise. No, it's not Tom Cruise. Was he? He did Reacher originally. He did the original Reacher movies, right? Yes. Yeah, I believe. I watched yeah. the first Reacher movie, and I can't say that I was too impressed by it. I, I never watched any of them. But you're but you're liking the show. I'm liking the show. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um. Yeah, watch that. I've watched uh, the Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Uh, and Peacemaker. I was watching. I've been watching Peacemaker. So that's a James. That's James Gunn, right? That's James Gunn. Yes. Right. So this is a R-rated superhero movie. What's? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very much so. Boys. What's that? Is um. 
he, he kind of, but I mean, it's following the newest Suicide Squad movie. I mean, it's a spinoff of that with John Cena's Peacemaker. No, uh, okay. So this is a little spoilery. Um, he, you know, so he died in in the second uh, Suicide Squad. Did they bring him back, or is this a prequel? Um. It's not a prequel. It's not okay. Not a prequel, and uh, you know, it's it's comic book science fiction. Nothing's permanent. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you know, this was your die doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Now this is post all that because he's still dealing with some issues um, from the events from Suicide Squad. But as as goofy as it is you get the first couple episodes through and you start to see the story start to take place and unfold. It's a decent storyline. I've been pretty happy with it. And, and his character alone, as much of a doofus as he is, it, 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 there's some, there's some depth to that, to the, the peacemaker character that, that they start to flush out. It's, 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 it's been entertaining, mm-hmm. especially the opening scene, the opening, the opening credits, he does this dance in there. It, it, it's just hilarious. <laughs> just downright hilarious. But yeah, that's that's really been. I guess been about it. Well, there yeah. You go. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. There we are. So I think one of the things that we need to talk about too is uh, we, we we were on a we were on a roll where we were kind of reviewing you know sci-fi pilots and stuff and we went through Trek um, and then we did the whole Dune stuff. Um, I think we do need to talk about maybe uh, d- putting something off on the table here. Yeah, I would be open I for that. We should uh, look at something else to review, like either an old you know. Yeah, you know, older sci-fi shows, or maybe not not quite as old, but uh, you know, we'll have to we'll have to, we'll have to you know we'll have to come up the list. Yeah. Next episode, we could talk about Picard. Yes. The opening episode of it. And, oh yeah. Because they're doing that. It's episodic. How many? How many? Uh, how many episodes in this season? Do we know? Oh, if there's only a way we can. Yeah, find like six, out. seven, or eight is my guess. That's probably going to be about it. Yep. And then we have Obi Wan right in its heels. Yeah. Oh, and Doctor right? Strange. Doctor Strange is dropping this month. Uh, yeah, in a couple weeks. Yeah, the multiverse. Uh, Batman comes out this weekend, and I think um, Doctor Strange comes out um week after. So I got to <laughs> tell you a story, Dave. Uh, Miles and I are sitting in the restaurant at Farpoint, and we've talked, and, he, and we were talking about Batman, whether we're going to see Batman or not. And behind Miles, the Batman commercial for the trailer for the show comes up, <laughs> uh, and I say, "Hey, Miles, take a look." And he turns around, and he goes, "Scott, what do you have me looking at an underwear commercial for?" Because in the TV right beside it. There was an underwear commercial, so he didn't turn quite far <laughs> enough to capture it. I'm like, well, Miles, Batman. 
<laughs> Batman <laughs> and his tidy whities. Uh, oh. Oh, <laughs> Kiefer the Alfred, yeah. I told you to use bleach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These were supposed to be black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. Oh yeah. Look. Hello, I'm Pat Dad. Oh, now I'm losing my entire train of joke thought getting this thing out. There you go. Oh yeah. Yep. So it looks like there's about 10 episodes of Picard. Ooh. Oh, cool. That's actually more than I expected. Heck yeah. So, yeah. So that, that'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. I love the fact you just have that setting in your desk. So th- there's a funny, a funny story about that thing. So back when I discovered a few years back when I was living at my parents' house again, when our house was getting renovated after our flood where i discovered the college humor series of bad man oh yeah if you never watched that youtube it they're absolutely hilarious so for about a month i was going around talking like that all the time because my wife's convinced i'm autistic at some level and for Christmas that year, my my mom got me this mask, and they recorded me doing like a whole couple of minutes in the mask, running around the house doing Batman. That's funny. It was it was it was fun. Hey, is there evidence on YouTube? If not, then it didn't happen. Uh, not on YouTube, but I am pretty sure it is on somebody's phone here it might even be mine <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go yeah yeah i don't put things on youtube i've been on there enough you've been on there enough oh yes yeah. that would be I, I never showed you guys that have i no oh, okay i'll have to send that to you in the chat <laughs> that, that, that's something you guys are gonna love is that the uh Tiny made national news. Yes, it is. It is. All right. All right. See, now we have li- listeners that are going to be curious and they're like, Dave Sellers, YouTube. <laughs> See, you think you find it. Oh, front of Katie Kirk and NBC Nightly News back there in the day. Oh, yeah. There, oh, you know, yeah, there, there are worse people you could have been in front of. I'm just saying. Yeah, not for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, well, so we have stuff we're looking forward to. Are you going to, uh, so let me ask you this, Dave. Are you going to go see the Batman in theaters? I haven't even seen the Spider-Man movie yet in theaters, so probably not. I haven't seen the Spider-Man either, so. Yeah, I, I've become more of, I'm wait, I'll wait till it shows up on streaming somewhere. Because yeah. <laughs> just trying to get out to a movie is. It's a bit hard, it's a bit hard when you have children. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I could spend twenty bucks to rent it, I'd rather spend twenty bucks to rent it than eighty going to a theater. Yeah, facts. Yeah, Um, I did see. Where is it dropping and streaming? I saw. I saw. I forget where they. I saw it. Is HBO now doing it? I don't think HBO is doing it, but one of the services is doing. I forget which. But I read it and then promptly forgot about it because it wasn't high in my priority list. So. Ah. But that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. So, 
Yeah, I'll play so, up a card to keep me busy. Well, yeah, plenty of a card to keep you busy. Miles, you were telling me, I, I forgot the name of that show, that uh, Swedish or Danish sci-fi time travel show with Vikings coming out of the Yeah, city. it's called uh, Be Foreigners. It's um, Be Foreigners, and that's on HBO? It's on HBO Max. It, it's filmed in Norway. Um, premises, these time warps have opened up in the waters of Norway uh, from three different time periods. The um, prehistoric era, uh, the Viking era, like the 1100s, and uh, the, ni- the 19th century. And first, the pilot is when it first happens, then flash forward 15 years later, you have these people from the past and, and present day, and you know the, the, the Norwegian government's tried to help them integrate into society and uh, it, 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 it's it's a cop drama also uh, one, one of the one of the um, premises that they have, they have a cop who she was a former Viking so you have her you know her experience as a Viking and with and, and, and being a, uh, a Norwegian uh, police officer detective so um, that, that that's been on for two seasons. Hopefully, they'll get a third. What I would like is if maybe somebody in this country would say, "Hey, this would work here. Let's let's try to have here. Uh, have a have a be foreigners, but have uh, have it in America." I, th- I think there's some really good storytelling opportunities with that. So, is the fact that she's a Viking and also police officer is that add comedy? Is that kind of what they go with that? There there is comedy. Yes, there there are comedic moments with that because um, I'm just picturing like Thor thing give me another <laughs> you, know, that's a, you know that's like I, that's what I picture when you say like Viking police officer slash detective license and registration now <laughs> yeah you know there, you know she she you know she did go through the police academy but you know she's still you know she's a product of her time and you know sometimes that uh, that, that sort of butts in with against modern sensibilities and stuff so um, but yeah great great show i met somebody at the at the con that that was watching that show and he, he really liked it too so good good uh, yeah it's on hbo huh yeah, HBO. Oh, yep all right you'll have to check it out but cool yeah well all right, so uh, we're going to be in a moment. We're going to sign off here in just a little bit. Uh, but Miles, we're going to share our uh, our sellers interview. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the story of how the sellers interview all came about? Uh, yeah, so um, they had two guests, uh, Sam Whitwer, who you know we, we've had two great conversations with before. Uh, he was a guest at the con. Um, uh, he replaced Scott Grimes, and Scott Grimes replaced uh, Brent Spiner. Uh, so that there was some, you know, um, just just getting a guest um, was, I guess, a challenge. But with, with people's shooting schedules, and then, um, but Maisie uh, Richardson Sellers, she was announced pretty early on, uh, and and she was still able to make this con. But we were told that. Yeah, probably no interviews this time around. Um, yeah. They just got here Saturday, and um, Sam was a little more concerned about, you know, um, 
being around people and the whole COVID thing, and I'm not judging. And so I didn't think that was going to happen. But uh, when I went to um, Miss uh, Richardson Sellers' uh, panel, she seemed there was just something very um, approachable about her. I, I got a chance to ask her some questions in her panel, and I thought, why the heck not? So I, I find Sharon later, and I, I said, Sharon, I said, is there any possible? Yes, yes. Uh, I cannot say enough good things about Sharon for, and just appreciate her help so much. I said, look, she said she's going to be here till five. Is there any? Is there any chance that we could possibly get a, a like a, maybe a ten minute interview with her? And if you say no, I totally understand. It's okay. It's it's totally fine. So um, a- after after uh, um, uh, Maisie Richardson Maisie Richardson uh, Sellers panel. Um, I, uh, I, I, I go see if I can find Sharon. Um, Steve Wilson helps me find Sharon. And, and I go to Sharon. I say, look, um, uh, Ms. Seller says she'll probably be here till, till, till after five. Is there any, any chance at all that she might be open to maybe just a 10 minute interview? And, and, and if you say no, it's totally fine. I understand. I know how things are this year, but if there's any chance, I would greatly appreciate it. She said, let's go see. So I follow her down to uh, uh, Maisie Richardson uh, Sellers' uh, autograph table, and she just said, "You know, she 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 was very nice. She talked she talked the Sci-Fi Diner podcast up. She said they're one of our main, um, you know, uh, press that come in every year, and uh, you know they, they 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 do a good job with interviewing guests and." Um, she said, is there any chance that would you, would you be okay with if, if he interviewed you for a few minutes? She said, no, sure. And so, um, so I was like, Oh, I was elated when I heard that. And then, so I was told when, when to show up, it was in their one, we had it in one of their big hotel rooms or, and it's like after five o'clock and, um, she couldn't have been nicer. Um, you know, she, she was curious about my little recorder. Um, and, um, after the interview, I thought, you know what, maybe I should, you know, because just with COVID and everything, but I figured, why not? I said, is it any possible I could I get a picture with you? It'd be nice to put it on the Facebook page and, you know, just say I met you and all that. She said, oh, yeah, sure. So we took our mask off. We got a nice picture. Sharon photo bombs it a little. She puts that the bunny fantastic. ears. That was fantastic. The bunny ears uh, behind her head. Yes, yes. And uh, um, so, but uh, no, uh, so. Yes. So it, it's not a long interview, but, but I thought it was a really nice interview and um, it just felt good to, you know, ha- do one of these interviews again. And uh, I, I can't say enough nice things about uh, uh, Sally Richardson Sellers. She, she was just very sweet and um, we just had the best conversation. And so um, awesome. I, I hope you listeners uh, enjoy listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. Did she, does she have a British accent? Well, she, she she's really British, which is right. You know, I yeah. And so when I first saw her on um, the uh, Legends of Tomorrow, I didn't know. I mean, you know, she spoke with him. Her first character, she had an American accent, and then they brought her back to play a different character, uh, and then then she had a British accent. Oh, she does a pretty good British accent, and there's a reason why. <laughs> uh, <she did laughs> yeah, that. guess so. Uh, but I didn't put two and two together that she had also, you know, she, she had a little part in Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens. Um, you know, she was a resistance officer there, uh, too. But uh, so, 
um, I asked her about what you know what what's coming up in the future. She, she she's going to be in some show um, about a uh, I forget the title of it, but it's like a, a second uh, Cold War with the Soviet Union. Well, not the Soviet Union, it'd be Russia now. Um, so it's a documentary. In- Got it. Yeah. Day to day documentary here. You know what she said? You know, it's kind of timely right now. And <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, but uh, she's going to be in that new show. It's coming up in the summer. And um, but yeah. Uh, so again, props and all thanks to Sharon for uh, you know uh, going to bat for us and um, you know just. Uh, uh, Helping us out that way, so um, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, it's well, the name, man. What was that? It's the name, man. We're all just cool people. Share that yeah. last name. Yes, yeah, yeah, sellers, right? You're related. <laughs> Maybe you're related. Dude. Yeah, Don't I wish. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. relatives in high places. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, you have maybe you have some British uh, British ancestry. Uh, yeah. Yep. Think Who so. knows? Hmm? Well, back in the book. Yeah, absolutely. It's well, good. Well, we're going to drop the interview after we'll wrap up here and then we'll share the interview and, uh, and we'll talk offline about what we want to do for our next pilot episode. Are we going to do Picard? Do you want to do the first Picard episode? Yeah, let's do Picard. It's been a couple of years. Um, yeah, talk, let, let, let's talk Picard, at least the, the first one. The first then, episode then. and our impressions of it and what we're glad to see back. So, mm-hmm. all right. Very good. Well, um. Yep. Thank you for so much for tuning into the Sci-Fi Diner. I actually forget my catchphrase. I forget what it is. Oh, well, Miles, you take us out. That's why I forgot my catchphrase. <laughs> so, Miles, go take us out of the show. You can tell I'm too tired right. from the con yet, but go ahead. All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya. And go boldly. Hi, fans. We are at Farpoint 2022, and we are speaking with the lovely Ms. Maisie Richardson-Sellers. Sci-fi fans know and love her from the CW's Legends of Tomorrow and the originals, as well as being seen in the Star Wars The Force Awakens playing Resistance Officer Corsella. Ms. Richardson-Sellers, welcome and thank you for taking time to talk with us on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. And I'm delighted to be speaking with you. So... How does one go from being a University of Oxford graduate in anthropology and archaeology to being a sci-fi action star? (laughs) Well, I think there's one connection there, which is brainiac and nerd, and I love all those worlds. So for me, to be able to disappear into a fantasy genre just makes so much sense because, you know, in many ways, anthropology is a study of humans, right, Mm -hmm. and the diversity of human culture and society. And, you know, and the next step on from that is the sort of, what I love about the fantasy world is it's taking that to the next level where anything's possible. So it's sort of often, I think, in lots of the mythologies of these sci-fi worlds, you actually see connections to different tribes or different sort of aspects of anthropology that I've studied, even if in terms of costumes or in terms of, you know, face painting and things like that and um, different mythologies that I've studied in terms of religions Mm -hmm. or um, kinship or... um, even just different kinds of activism around and seeing the resistance and rebellions and what that looks like across the world. So for me, there's something seamless about it in a weird way.
So there's actually a continuing between those yeah, two things. I think so. Interesting. Um, but on, if you want to know from a more practical side, it was, I've always wanted to act, and both my parents are actors, mm. um, predominantly doing stage. So I grew up in the theatre. And I, when I, even when I was at Oxford, I was doing lots of theatre and directing and acting, and an agent happened to see me in a play. And that's kind of how it all started. I got a call saying, have you ever wanted to act? And I said, funny, you should ask. Yes, I have. And that's what actually started my first journey. And then my first role was the cameo in Star Wars. Fantastic. Um, I've been watching Legends from beginning to end. So I knew your character, Vixen, wasn't long for this world because uh, she would eventually have to go back to her own time. But did you know that even though Vixen would eventually move on, that you would still be able to be a part of the Legends as Charlie the Shapeshifter. No, I had no idea, which is kind of fun. Um, we only ever get an episode ahead. So when I got the script for the finale of, I think it was season four or three, um, they gave me a call, the producers, and they're like, look, just so you know, Amaya's disappearing in this one, but we do have a plan for you. And then we broke up for the season. So it mm-hmm. wasn't until we came back the next season that I actually found out who this new character was. Um, and they asked me if I was happy with it. And I said, hell yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of an actor's dream to be able to play such contrasting characters within one world. Charlie was a lot of fun. I loved her. Thank you. So I, I hope we'll see her back someday. I hope so. I want to see them both together. Oh, that would be a dream. Because they do that all the time. They always do the kind of split camera where they have two, like two Zaris talking to each other. Right. Or two versions of Nate or whatever. So it'd be cool to have the two characters. And maybe they don't like each other right away. Oh, they would not. No way. <laughs> that, I, I hope it happens. That, we, we need to see that happen. So I, I didn't know this till today, but there's a lovely deleted scene with you and Carrie Fisher in The Force of Weekends. I hope you don't mind me asking this. Could, can you please tell us a little bit about that scene? Yeah, so it's actually the scene that precedes the one that we see, whereby Carrie comes to me, um, or Princess Leia comes to me and asks, you know, will you be willing to go on this mission for me? And I say, I'm not sure about this. I don't think it's a good idea. She's like, just trust me, okay? Please trust me. And I basically say, of course, you know, you're you're the, you're the in charge. I'll do whatever you say. And then I get sent off on this mission, which happens to be a death mission, and I get oh. blown up. So it's nice because it gives it a bit of an emotional backstory to when you do see, you know, what you actually see in the film. Um, and it was a lovely scene, just the two of us, which was my first ever professional acting scene. And so, you know, to have Carrie as a scene partner is an absolute dream come true. I don't know if I can ever top that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for a first I will have to try to find that so I can enjoy that yeah. for myself uh, so we're at a sci-fi convention like many of the good folks here I'm nerding out just, just being with friends again and enjoying what we love but uh, um, I think you answered some of this question already but what are some of the things that maybe that make you nerd out uh, Harry Potter Harry Potter. Harry Potter is my, my little secret joy. Um, I love Harry Potter, that world, the books, I mean, more so than the films. I don't mm-hmm. really, I, I don't watch the films, but for me, it's all about the books um, and everything that they represented growing up with them because I was very much, I was a couple of years younger than they were. So mm-hmm. I used to queue up at midnight and dress up at midnight to get the next book when it would come out. Oh, nice. Um, and it was definitely an escapism for me as a kid and remains being a sort of comfort blanket something I always turn to, listening to the audiobooks, reading the books. Mm-hmm. Um, other things, I, and I love that kind of slightly that fantasy world. I love Philip Foreman, you know, his dark materials. Um, mm-hmm. I love that concept. Um, I think some other ones. I loved a series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. You know, I love these worlds which were sort of real life, but just augmented or twisted in a certain kind of way. That was sort of my personal escapism. Cool. 
Cool. Uh, so looking ahead, uh, what can we look forward to maybe seeing you in? Uh, is there a project that either we'll see you on screen or behind screen? Uh, is there anything we could be plugging for you? Yes. So I have a new show. It's a British show, but it's also going to be showing on Peacock over here called The Undeclared War, mm-hmm. which is coming out. They haven't given an exact date, but early, early summer um, this year. And it's going to be a drama. It's based on... If there was a Cold War now between Russia and the US and the UK, what would that look like? Which is kind of very topical at the moment. Yes. They're basically looking at cyber warfare being the next kind of warfare, which is actually going to see a lot of coming up. And everything that happens in the show, we have the technology to make it happen right now. It's just a matter of someone pressing that button. Um, so it's really, really interesting, really well done and directed. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to share that one with you guys. When is that premiere? So sometime mid, I say early to midsummer this year. Midsummer, okay, yeah. great. I'm gonna keep my eye on that Please one. Please do, yeah. Yeah, uh, Miss Richardson Sellers, uh, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast thank today. You so much.